Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Clap of an offering to the Lord. And why don't you take a good seat on your enemy? Wonderful. Powerful. Wonderful. Well, um, as I was saying earlier, today is the third day of our Easter convention. And these last two days, we had shared some wonderful truths. And today we want to conclude on our convention and um, I want all of your attention and open up your heart to receive the engrafted word of God it is the only thing that is able to save your soul it's the only thing that is able to change you true change amen. amen today I want to talk about the resurrection the foundation of our faith. Amen. The resurrection. The foundation of our faith. Amen. Now the resurrection of our Lord is the very foundation of our faith. This is what sets Christianity apart from every other religion. This is what makes Christianity different from any other religion. Without the resurrection, there is no Christianity. Without the fact that Jesus rose again from the dead, we do not have religion. We do not have Christianity. In 1 Corinthians 15, 17, the Bible says, And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. So if there is no resurrection, then you are still in your sins. If your foundation, if the, your, your, your faith is not founded on this fact, then you are still in your sins. Amen. Amen. I want us to read a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 1. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. This is the resurrection chapter. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Is our Bible working? Okay. It says, Moreover, brethren, are you with me? Please, I want you to get this working so that everyone knows. As everyone here with your Bible. You see, now we... We don't come with the, this book of the law anymore. Now we are this book of the screen. <laughs> or this screen of the law. So people don't, but please have your Bibles. We have the Bible. Wonderful. And I want us all to look at it. 
says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Say the gospel. The gospel. Say the gospel. the gospel. He says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Amen. Amen. He says, the gospel that I preached to you which you also have received, is the foundation upon which you stand. This gospel that I preach to you is the foundation upon which you stand. Now, it means without this foundation, you cannot stand, you fall. Not having this foundation means you are falling. It means anyone who claims to be a Christian and does not strongly stand on this foundation, that person is a Christian who is about to fall. If this is not your foundation, then you cannot stand. Verse 2 says, By which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, Unless ye have believed in vain. Hallelujah. He says, not having this as the foundation of your faith means you believed in vain. He says, by which also ye ye are saved. By this you are saved. If you keep in memory, if you always remember this, If you recite this, if you memorize this, if you will keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Unless you have believed in vain. So this is the foundation. If this is your solid foundation, then you have believed in actuality. Then what you have believed is real. But if this is not the foundation... And is any other thing, then you have believed in vain. Verse 3. It says, For I delivered unto you, I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. Now, the way to become a good preacher, the way to become a good pastor is to always deliver exactly what you also received. Are you with me? That is how you become a good preacher. That is how you become a faithful preacher. When you deliver exactly what you also received. Amen. Amen. In 2 Timothy 2 and verse 2, it says, The thing that thou hast heard of me, The same, the same, exactly the same, commit thou also unto faithful men who will also be able to teach others also. That means what you have received, the same thing, commit to other men, commit to other people who will also be able to teach others. Amen. So to be a good preacher is to be able to deliver exactly what you have received. Are you with me? You see, because if I deliver a message to you 
I tell you something right now, and I say you pass it on, and pass it on, and pass it on. By the time it will get here, it will totally be a different message. Are you with me? By the time it gets here, it will be a totally different message. Unless you hear exactly and deliver exactly without you adding anything to it. Otherwise, by the time it gets here, it's a totally different message. Are you with me? I can give you just one word right now. And we can go around the room and by the time it gets here, it will be a to- you'll be amazed. It will be five words and totally different, not including that one word. Are you with me? Yes. So he says, for I delivered unto you also, first of all, that which I also received. See, when you begin to change it, when you begin to change what you have received, then you lose the power that is behind what you received. When you begin to add other things, you, you lose the power Now, when you change it, you find yourself, because of the lack of the power now, because of the change, are you listening to me? When you change it, you lose the power that is behind it. And when you lose that power, now you find yourself having a need to find other things to back it, which is not the power. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You find yourself now having to convince people to believe what you are saying because what you are saying now lacks the power to convince people. It lacks the power to change people. So you now having to have a need to add other things to make the people accept it. Amen. But you don't need to convince anyone. You don't need to convince anyone. You are called to be a witness. Are you with me? You are called to be a witness. You are not called to be a lawyer. A lawyer is one who convinces people. You are called to testify of exactly what you heard or exactly what you saw. And that is what you are called to be. And he says that then when you are called to be a witness, there is a power that comes with it. The power does not come along with someone who is trying to convince people, but it comes along with someone who is just testifying of what you have heard. So the scripture we read, he says, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection. Great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So when you lack that power, then you have a need now to add other things. To add other things as such as come to Christ and he will give you a husband. Come to Christ and he will give you a job. Come to Christ and he will give you promotion. Come to Christ and you receive this. Because now you are having a need to associate something else to the invitation which lacks the power. 
And so you are having a need to support it with something to convince people to come. But you don't need to add anything. All you need is to testify of the message that has been given to you, which is the gospel. Amen. Amen. And that is why we now have all kinds of Christians who have come to God because of what they need from God. We have all kinds of Christians who are in church because of what they want from God and not because of the gospel. That is why we find people who have difficulty serving God. Are you with me? Because it lacks the power that is behind it. So we have people who have difficulty serving God. People who have difficulty even coming to church. People who have difficulty reading their Bible. People who have difficulty praying because the lack of the power is gone. The power is gone. There's no power behind it. Are you with me? Because you cannot do this without the power. You cannot serve God without the power. Have you not realized how difficult is it to pray? Have you not realized how difficult is it to read your Bible? More difficult than to read a newspaper? More difficult than to do anything else? Has, has it not occurred to you how difficult is it to even give $10 in church, but it is so easy to give $10 at your job or to even to meet someone who says, can you just help me? And it's so easy, but you realize that $10 in church becomes like $1,000. You cannot serve God without the power behind it. Amen. Amen. So we have all kinds of Christians in the church. That is why we have Christians in churches who cannot even stop committing certain sins. We have Christians who cannot stop committing certain sins because you lack the power thereof. You cannot, you cannot just stop sinning. You cannot do it by yourself. Are you with me? Yes. You cannot do it by yourself. So if you say you are a Christian and you are still having problems with certain sins, then I want to question your Christianity because it lacks power. And that is what the children were demonstrating to us, that when you come to Christ, all that sin is taken away. You, it, it, it's easy. You have to let go of the sins. You have power to overcome sin. Your power. But the lack of the power is as a result of the foundation upon which you came to Christ. The foundation upon which you came to Christ. And so there is no power. Amen. Because you are supposed to have power over sin. You are supposed to have power over sin. Amen. We, you, you see... We have all sin. We have all sin. But when we come to Christ, there are certain sins you cannot commit them because you have power to overcome the sin. You have power to overcome the sin. 
If you say that I have trouble with this, I cannot, I cannot seem to stop doing this, then I want to tell you that your foundation, the faith that you have, is not founded on the true gospel. It is founded on something else. It is founded on a reason, other reason for which you came to God, for which you stand, for which you have no power to overcome sin. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 2 and verse 1. We don't lose that page. We will come back to it. First Corinthians 2 and verse 1. Paul said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, You don't need excellency of speech to preach the gospel. You don't need any wisdom to preach the gospel. You don't need any nice things to say about the gospel. You don't need anything to say to convince anyone. He says, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, Declaring unto you the testimony of God. You don't need any convincing statements, any speech of excellency to declare the testimony of God. You don't need it. He says, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, when pastors get themselves involved with all the needs and all the things, then you want to now change the gospel to make it now look something else. That come to Christ and you will get this. Come to Christ and you receive this. Come to Christ and you will have this. And churches are full of Christians who have come to Christ because they will have this. Churches are full of Christians who have come to Christ because they want this. But I want to tell you something. You see, when Jesus called the the disciples, he told them that, I will make you fishers of men. This is the only thing he told them. Are you with me? He says, come and I will make you fishers of men. And so they left what they were doing and they followed him. Now I want to tell you, if that is the only reason for which you have come, This is for which he called them. But they realized that, yes, he called us to make us fishers of men. But as we were working with him, we realized that there is also multiplication of bread. There is multiplication of fish. We realized that storms are also silenced. We realized that lame can walk. Even though we are called to do this, there is nothing that he cannot do. But his calling for you is so to make you fishers of men. They realize that there are so many miracles, so many miracles, but that is not why he called them to come and testify of. Amen. Amen. So he said, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness. Amen. Amen. He says, I was with you in weakness. And in fear, you know, sometimes we feel too weak. We feel that we are not strong enough even to share the gospel. 
we feel we are not vexed enough. You don't need to be vexed in scriptures to share the gospel. You don't need to know the whole Bible to share the gospel. It says, I came to you in weakness and in fear. Sometimes you are afraid. Sometimes you see people and your heart starts beating. You want to share something with them, but you, your heart starts beating. Sometimes you look at certain people's faces and then you say, mm, not this one. Let me, let, let me wait for this one that is coming. She looks like she's smiling. This one looks, looks like she will receive. Not that one. Not this one. You see, you, you, you have fear. Fear. He says, and Paul is saying that is how he was. He says, I also, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. In much trembling. Let's go for evangelism. This thing again. You can't wait for the summer to pass. You know, to, to just go around talking. This thing is, 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 is not me. You know, I'm not that kind. It says, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. It was not, you don't need enticing words to witness to someone. You don't need enticing words. You don't need powerful words to, 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 to share with someone. He says, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. And of power. And of power. Amen. Amen. You see, that is why when, you see, when you walk with God, he gives you revelations. He reveals things to you. He gives you all kinds of insight into things. But when you make that thing, the main thing now that you are now sharing, and then you are now, the main thing that when you come to your church and you are preaching to the people is about the insights and the prophecies and this and that. When you continue to do that, you realize that he will give you a thorn in your flesh. He now gives you a thorn in your flesh. And it will, it will buffet you. It will neutralize you until you will say that when I am weak, then others strong. Because when your speech is trembling, when you are having weakness, when you don't seem to know what to say, then you will experience the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Amen. End of power. Amen. Are you with me? And he says, this fact, the reason for this is that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Your faith should not be founded. The foundation of your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In the power of God. Amen. Amen. That is why a true believer must have the power to overcome sin. A true believer whose foundation is found in the gospel, whose faith is found in the gospel, you will have power to overcome sin. Amen. 
1 Corinthians 1.17. 1 Corinthians 1.17. He says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. You see, we have lost the power of the cross. We have lost the power of the crucifixion because we have made it of none effect. We have put it aside and we have replaced it with something else. And so we have Christians amongst us who have no power. Our churches are filled with powerless Christians because the foundation is gone. We have replaced it with something else. We have made the crucifixion, we have made the cross of Christ of none effect, has no effect. He said, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish is foolishness. The people who don't receive and they are perishing, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them. It makes no sense. Now, we ought to be aware of that. That the preaching of the cross, in a worldly sense, is foolishness. We ought to be aware of that. That in the worldly sense, the preaching of the cross is foolishness. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. There is power in the preaching of the cross. There is power in the gospel. To us who are saved, to us who are welcome it, there is power in it. Power. Amen. Amen. So back to chapter 15 in 1 Corinthians. So Paul is saying, let your faith be based on this simple but power-releasing fact. Verse 3. He says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. This is the message. He says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. And what is it that he also received? How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. This is the gospel message. I said this is the gospel message. Anything outside of this fact is deviating from the power of God. Anything outside of this is deviating from the power that is behind it. Hallelujah. And it causes it to lose its power. Anything different from this, it loses power. Because the power is behind this. This is the reason why he gave you power to be a witness. Don't feel compelled to add anything to it. Don't feel compelled to say anything else to convince people. 
Otherwise, you cause people now to believe all kinds of powerless things. You cause people to believe all kinds of things sound great, but they are lacking power. There's no power underneath it. Amen. Amen. And that is why Christians today have become powerless. Powerless. Powerless Christian. No power over sin. We have Christians in a church who are constantly lying. Lying. And you can't seem to stop because you have no power overcome, to overcome lying. We have Christians who steal. In, they come to church, but they still steal. They have problem stopping it. Amen. We have Christians who are committing fornication in the church. Fornication because you have no power to overcome it. Christians committing adultery. Wow. Christians committing abortion. You see, because your, your, your faith is founded on something else. It's founded on something else. You commit, um, um, you are a murderer. A Christian who is a murderer is founded on something else. Amen. Amen. That is why Christians are afraid of witchcraft. Because there's no power in you. There's no power in you. But he says, when this is the foundation, when this has come in you, then there's something that has come in you which is greater than what is in the world. So whatever witchcraft is in the world, there ought to be something in you that is greater than that witchcraft. Everything. But we have powerless Christians. Christians who are afraid. Christians who go to their house, you go to your apartment and you see three eggs in front of your door. You will call the pastor. You cannot step into your apartment. But what does Mark 16 and verse 17 say? Look at Mark 16 and 17. You see, I'm showing you. Look, Mark 16, 17. It says, and these signs, are you reading with me? He says, and these signs shall follow them that what? Not that preach. Not that, not, not, not the preacher. Not the pastor. Not the prophet. Not the evangelist. Are you with me? He says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. He says, in my, because you see, when you believe this, that Christ died on the cross. He was buried. And he rose again on the third day. If you believe this, if this is the foundation of your faith, if this is the reason for which you have come to Christ, then he says, in my name shall they cast out devils. I want you to really believe this. I want you to really have this solid thing in your heart. And if your faith is founded on something else, today I want you to have a deeper foundation, a different foundation. Because if you really believe that Christ died on the cross, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day, and you truly believe, and this is the reason for which you have come to Christ, then I can give you all certainty by the word of God, according to the scriptures, that these signs shall follow you. That you will cast out devils. 
You can cast out devils. You don't need to call your pastor because you, are, you, you see shadows in your apartment. You will clear them out because you have that power to do that. The power to do that. He said, in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. These are things that come with it. When you have that foundation, when that power is in you, you shall speak in new tongues. They shall take up serpents. Shapori <laughs> satakaba. I'm preaching to you the gospel. He says, they shall, they, says, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, today when you go to your hometown, they give you water, you do this. You, you put it in your lip and then when they go away, you, you spill it on the floor. You don't drink it. Your grandmother who gave birth to your mother before your mother could give birth to you. When she gives you a cup of water to drink, you look at her as she's going back. She has struggled to get a cup of water to give you because you have coming from abroad. Say abroad. And poor old woman manages to give you a cup of water to drink from a special container that she has saved somewhere cooled. And then you look at where the thing is coming from and the cup and you look at the old lady and then you do this and then you spill it on the floor. You don't drink it. But it says that, you say, and they shall drink deadly thing. It shall not hurt them because there is power in you. Power in you. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I said you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. When people are sick, they will call you and you will lay hands on them and they shall recover. If that foundation is upon which your faith is found. Amen. This is what is given to us. And this is what we must give to others. The same. the same give to others what that Christ died on the cross that he rose again on the third day he says that Christ died on the cross Christ died for our sins according to not according to Reverend Bright not according to Bishop Dark not according to T.D. Jakes he said that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures just the scriptures. Say what is in the scriptures. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again on the third day. Not according to Reverend Bright. Not according to any pastor. But according to the scriptures. Give it to them like that. Give it to them like that. Because you see. It is not you who will save. Are you with me? It is not you who will save. You see, when you go to court and they call a witness, the witness is not the one who is going to judge. The witness is not the one who is going to set free the, the accuser 
or the accused. English people, don't spoil my uh, preaching. If you are helping me, help me properly. Are you with me? So the witness is just going to say what he saw or what he heard. That's it. You are done. The witness just says what he saw. You are called to be a witness. Now, when you witness, there is a power. The Holy Spirit is the one that convinces the one who has heard what you witnessed, what you testified of. Leave it in the hands of the That is why he says, and I will give you power, power. Power will follow you as you are testifying of this very foundation. Power, there is power following you. Amen. Amen. So he says, you go, go, go and witness. Be a witness for me and I will be with you always. I have to be with you because you are not the lawyer. You are not the judge. You are not the one that convinces. You are only testifying of what you have heard or what you have seen. I will do the work. I will do the work. But we make ourselves Holy Spirit. And add all other things that come. Come to church. You will find a marriage. Come to church. You will find a good wife. Come to church. You you, you get promotion. Oh, many people in the church have come to church. You do this. That is not the reason. That is not what you are testifying of. Amen. The Savior himself, the Savior himself, he says, you just go and lo, I am with you always. I am with you always. Amen. Amen. Because the preaching of the cross is the power of God. It is the power of God. Do not underestimate the power that is behind. Would you think that God would just give his only begotten son for nothing? There is power behind it. There is power. It was not angels, the, not an angel could replace that. Not the host of angels in heaven could replace that, but his only begotten son. And that he has backed it with power. Amen. Amen. That is why the churches which stick to this simple message, the churches which stick to this simple power-filled message, they continue to thrive. They continue to go on. They continue to go on. But I tell you, if you change it and you find anything else to be the reason to attract the people, you don't last. You will not last. Because you will lack power. You can convince people, convince people. How long can we lay hands on you and pour oil on you? How long? I mean, how, many, how much oil do you need? Are you with me? These things are part of it. But this is not not the foundation. This is not the foundation. Oh, yes. When you walk with him, you will see the lame being healed. You will see the blind seeing. When you walk with him, you see that your bank account is multiplied. You You just threw the net in there and then you pull it. When you walk with him, you will see all of that. You will see that you will catch fishes, real fishes. But he says you'll be fishes of men. That is what he has called you for. 
but alongside, you will see it. That is why the scripture will never fail. And it says, you seek ye my kingdom first and its righteousness. Just seek my kingdom and its righteousness. It is always true. It is always true. And all the other things, you will see them being added. The disciples, they never expected these things. But he says, you come. He said, you have seen, he said, you telling Thomas, he said, you have, Nathaniel, you have seen this and now you believe. You will see great, wonderful, mighty things. Mighty things. Amen. Amen. So I just want to finish reading this and then we can conclude our message. Back to chapter 15, verse 5. He says, and he was seen of, this is Paul still testifying. Did we finish reading that? Okay. Says, verse 3 says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of the apostles. You see, so these are just the evidence of the resurrection. Do you understand? These are the evidence of the resurrection. That is all Christ needed to do. He didn't need to do anything else. That is all he needed to do. He says, then of, the, of, of, of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Do you understand? This is Paul. He says, I am not qualified. For the sins that I have committed, for the things that you saw, the things that the children were bringing, you know, envy, cheating, lying, stealing, murder, all kinds of things, rebellion, bullying. He says, I am not, this was Apostle Paul. He says, I am not qualified. Amen. He said, because I persecuted the church of God, but by the grace of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. He says, I do not qualify. I have done so many evil things. I have persecuted the church. I have done many evil things. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And the grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preached, and so ye believed. Paul said he was also a sinful person like you. Just as you also sit in the church and you are committing all kinds of sins, Paul also said, among the church, I was doing all kinds of evil things because he persecuted the church. 
But he says, but the grace that he has found, he did not make it in vain. Amen. Amen. He did not make it in vain. Beloved, I believe you can also testify with Paul that by the grace of God, I am what I am. Because you have also done so many evil things. You have done so many things for which you do not qualify to be sitting where you are sitting. You have done so many evil things that you do not qualify to be alive today. Amen. But by the grace of God, you are who you are today. By the grace of God, you are who you are today. By the grace of God, you are sitting where you are sitting today. By the grace of God, you are who you are today. Now my question to you on this Resurrection Sunday is what are you doing with the grace? What are you also doing with the grace? Paul says, I did not make the grace in vain. What are you now also doing with the grace? On this Resurrection Sunday, I want to challenge you to also give to others the same that you have received. To give to others the same that you have received, which is that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That Christ died for our sins on this resurrection Sunday. That Christ died for your sins. What are you doing with the grace that is upon you? Amen. Amen. What are you doing with the grace? Hallelujah. Because I can tell you, any time that you are delivering this message, you can have the assurance that the Lord is with you. He says, and lo, I am with you. If this is the message that you are giving to people, you may be weak, you may have, you, you, your speech may not be of excellency, you may be trembling, but if this is the message that you are giving to people, then I can assure you there will be power in you. Amen. You will have power in you because there will be power that is backing you. There will be power that will follow you. Always, always. He says, I will follow you. I will be with you always if this is what you are doing. Hallelujah. So the scripture we read, he says, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them. If what you want is great grace, if what you desire of the Lord is great grace, if what you desire of the Lord is a great life, is what you desire of the Lord is favor for before your bosses, if what you desire of the Lord is to have a great marriage, is to have promotion, is to have abundance, if that is what you desire of the Lord, then I just want to assure you that if you are with great power to be a witness, then great grace will also follow you. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may stand to your feet as you bring the service to a close. A chance. You know you don't have power in you. I want to give you the chance to dedicate your life again to Christ. Based on this foundation. That Jesus Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures. That he was buried. And that he rose again on the third day. According to the scriptures. 
I want you to base your faith on this foundation and say, I believe and I'm coming to Christ. If this is you, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Beloved, if this is you, you want to base your faith on this foundation. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Just lift up your hand wherever you are. I'll pray with you. It's okay. This is a private moment. This is a private moment. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ into your life based on this foundation and you receive power, 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 power. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus on this Easter, on this Resurrection Sunday. This Easter Resurrection Sunday. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus as your Savior. You want to give your life to Jesus. If that is you, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Just lift up your hand wherever you are. Just stand there. I'll pray with you. You want to dedicate your life again to Christ. And say, I came to Jesus with something else. Based on something else. Different foundation. Because you need to have power. And if you don't have power, I am giving you the opportunity to receive Christ on this foundation. Lift up your hands and I'll pray with you in the name of Jesus. Now, if you have lifted up your hand, join me. And everyone, join me as we say this prayer together. Say, to, say with me, say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for dying for me. For dying for me. I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ died on the cross. Died on the cross for my sins. For my sins. According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. I believe. I believe that he was buried. That he was buried. I believe. I believe that he rose again on the third day. Rose again on the third day. According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. Just as I am. Just as I am. I have sinned against you. I have committed many sins. I've done so many evil things. But this afternoon, I come to you on a brand new foundation that you died for my sins that you were buried that you rose again on the third day Lord Jesus wash me with your blood cleanse me from all my sins this afternoon I welcome you into my life be my Lord be my master be my savior thank you Jesus for saving me in Jesus name Amen. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brian Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.